Hey, hey, leader or aspiring leader. Have you ever wondered why your team group sounds like crickets? Or perhaps you watch your leader post inside her group and it's a ghost town and you're over here like, dude, if this is what leadership looks like, I don't think I want to be a leader. Or perhaps you're a leader who feels drained to the max, desperately trying to get your team to wake up and smell the coffee, or just simply check in every once in a while so you know they're alive, for goodness sakes. If this sounds like you or your leader, I feel you. I've heard the same story time and time again from many of my leader friends. And often, I would invite them to check out my team community to help encourage them and model some methods I use to help create a team culture that our whole lineage was proud to be a part of. Once inside, they would share how they wish they could get their team to be alive and engaged like mine, but many of them were unwilling to put the work and time in because it's not an overnight thing. It's a process, okay, to flip the switch and get on the road to a team culture that truly felt and acted like a sisterhood. So if you're over there on the other side of this mic nodding your head, then don't worry, I got you, mama. In today's part two of a three-part team building success series, I'm sharing some come to Jesus advice to help you turn the tide in your team culture or learn how to build a healthy and happy team culture foundation from the ground up as your team grows. And remember, if you're finding value in this podcast, the best way you can say thank you is to take a few moments to leave a written podcast review and share this podcast with your business business besties, and your team. Every share, follower, subscribe, and review helps more mom bosses find this podcast and begin to have the breakthroughs that they need to grow their business and mom life abundance. Together, we can empower mamas to grow the abundant business and mom life they desire and deserve. So to leave a written podcast review, find this podcast in Apple Podcasts, scroll down till you see the reviews, and find the purple text that says, write a review. Click on that text, type your review in the box, make sure that you leave your stars before you hit submit. Thank you so much for helping us spread the word and change lives so that moms can build a business and a family that they love without the hustle, strive, and overwhelm that we don't love. Can't wait to read your review. Welcome to the Abundant Mom Life for Network Marketers show, where we choose to grow a successful and sustainable business from the crazy caffeine-filled comfort of home using flexible productivity strategies that simplify, optimize, and systemize our business and mom life. Hi, I'm Melody Bishop, a Jesus-loving boy mom, former teacher, turned top 1% network marketer, turned entrepreneur. I believe you can slay your day without being a slave to the hustle. If you're ready to get your time freedom back and design the life you love, you're in the right place. It's time to rise up, know your worth, and live abundantly. In case you didn't know, leadership is one of my favorite things. It fills my cup. I love to lead and love to help encourage and support aspiring leaders. 
I love getting to know my team because I know that God has a purpose for each one of them. And he has gifted each one unique talents and strengths that I want to help pinpoint, spotlight, and cheer them on as they grow in those giftings. To me, if you inspire others to dream big, stand courageous, and believe in themselves, then you are a leader, whether you're given that title by a badge from your company or not. When my team told me that they had thought about giving up on the company, but decided to stay because of the sisterhood and value they gained from being a part of our team was something they didn't want to walk away from, well, that meant more to me than team sales, team recruits, or building new leaders. Knowing that our team was helping these women to know their worth and become a better version of who God created them to be simply by being a part of our team family is a far greater purpose than crushing top and team sales every month, which we also did most of the time, by the way, too. <laughs> I saw how God could use me and my influence to be a light and minister to the women on my team, and that responsibility and calling was not lost on me. I'm not a perfect leader, but I am a servant leader. So today I'm going to share some wisdom and advice for you to consider as you serve and grow your teams and how to create a team culture that not only honors God while also being inclusive, but one that radiates love, acceptance, and belonging. And when your team feels cared for and seen, guess what organically blooms from that type of cultivation? If you guessed a thriving team of explosive growth, you'd be correct. Sure, it takes time and effort and a commitment to the culture, but everything that matters most requires nurturing. Let's first talk about why team culture is so important. You see, people want to belong. It is the number one thing that people crave. We are relational after all, and even those introverts who <laughs> maybe are ambiverts like me, even someone like me who is totally comfortable being alone, craves really meaningful relationships and craves to just belong, have a community of people who get me. And that is what people are craving. Belonging is more important than products. So if your team culture is basically just focused on business stuff and you're not really cultivating a community of belonging, then you're gonna find that it's really hard to encourage your teammates to stick around, to have your team get engaged and participate, and to make those meaningful connections inside your team community. People want to feel seen, known, and appreciated. People want to feel like you see them. And I know that when you have a big team, I totally get it. I've had a team in the hundreds. It's really hard to make sure everyone feels seen, but you can do this within the culture of your community without constantly having to reach out one-on-one -on -one to everyone on your team, which I'm also gonna talk a little bit about too, because there is a way that you can work this into your business where you can maybe not reach out to everyone every single month, but you can at least 
least get to them all within, you know, every three months or six months, etc. But people want to feel seen. They want you to want to feel like when they post to the group and they have a question that you actually are helping them. They want to feel like they matter. They want to feel like they're not just a number. Like you actually see them, you kind of know who they are and you care about who they are and why they're there. And people want to feel appreciated. So we're going to talk about this too, but people want to feel like they're appreciated beyond what they can do for you in your team sales. They want to feel appreciated based on other ways that they contribute or can contribute to your team. So the next thing I want to talk about is to kick the competition to the curb. Oh my goodness. (laughs) This is one of those things in network marketing that can be done in a way that produces positive results, but many times it's overdone and it ends up making people feel small. Have you ever felt small in your company? Have you ever felt like you were competing with other people because you didn't sell as much as they did or you didn't have as many recruits as they did? I mean, it's great to celebrate people for those things, but if that's the only thing that we're celebrating people for in the company, then it's gonna make other people who maybe have a slower start or have different goals or in a different place in their life, it's going to make them feel small. It's going to make them feel less than, and they're going to be a lot less likely to want to invest their time and their efforts into a place where they don't feel seen and they don't feel acknowledged and they don't feel valued. So kick the competition to the curb for goodness sakes. I know that we get excited when we go to convention and we have the ribbons and people walk the stage and listen, I am all about celebrating other women. I believe that when you celebrate other women, then you are able to ignite that fire within you so that you can have your own victories and and every victory deserves to be celebrated. You don't have to just celebrate the big victories, but if someone has accomplished a big victory, then you cheer on for her and then you adjust your crown in the process and make sure that you have a circle of people who are also cheering you on. So as a leader, I really want to encourage you to consider this as a part of your team culture and don't pit your team against each other in competition. Please, please don't do that. Please. I've seen this so many times in network marketing, especially in teams. Don't do that. Listen, you can offer challenges and team incentives. Those are all good things, okay? But make them effort-based and not numbers-based so that everyone has a fair shot and everyone feels included no matter their level. So that way you can celebrate people who are maybe high achievers, but you can also recognize people who are making progress, even if it's just one small win at a time, so that they feel like they have a fair shot. And again, so they feel seen, known, valued, and appreciated. For example, because I know you know you love to have examples, I totally get it. Instead of rewarding the highest in sales, host a training that helps your team learn how to meet their party goal or their events goal for the month and then offer an intentional incentive to go along with it where they can earn one entry into a drawing for every party they close that month. 
So again, it's not about only acknowledging and rewarding those people who have the highest in sales or the most parties, etc. Everyone who closes at least one party that month can earn an entry. And when you do this, people can then track their progress from month to month. So if you make this something that's consistent, something that you do every month, they can track their progress. So let's say last month they closed two parties and then maybe the next month they're gonna close three parties. So it's a great way for them to compete with themselves, see where we're going here, without competing with each other on the team. You wanna help challenge them, but not in a way that makes them feel less than. So make it effort-based, not numbers-based. Here's another example. Or you can train your team on how to invite and follow up with potential recruits and host a team-wide opportunity event where they earn one entry for every person they invite who RSVPs to the event. Again, it's not focused on whoever is the person who invites the most people. And when you have some sort of an incentive like that, people are just gonna get anybody and everybody into the group. They're not gonna be quality prospects. They're not gonna be people who maybe want to be there. They just want to win something. So some of them are just gonna try and get as many people into that event as possible so they can win something without being intentional about their invites. And one more example for good measure, just so I can drive this point home because it's so important. Or you can train your team on how to find new leads and give them a lead tracker and offer a giveaway where they can earn an entry for every new lead they convert to a customer that month. Again, it's not based on who can get the most customers, who can sell the most products, who can have the most recruits, who can have the best sales. I mean, you want to celebrate those people too, but you don't want to only focus on that, okay? Because then you're not going to have people inspired, motivated to continue to grow because they're going to be like, oh my goodness, I'm so far from getting to that level and I just feel lost and alone and unseen and unvalued for the progress that I am making currently. So you want to make sure that you are showing the people on your team that you see them, you see the progress they're making, you see how they're growing, and you want to celebrate them for that too. You want to give everybody a fair shot when it comes to these things. So even if they only converted one new lead to a customer that month, they still have an entry and a chance to win whenever that incentive that you're running, they still have a chance to win. Remember, there's no competition in the kingdom. If you create a culture of competition, you'll find teammates leaving left and right because they don't want to feel like just a number on your team. And you don't want to feel like just a number either. They want to feel seen. I'll say it and I'll say it and I'll say it again. (laughs) They want to feel seen, valued, appreciated. They want to feel like they belong. All right, the next thing we're going to talk about is to celebrate, but don't isolate. So this kind of piggybacks off of the last topic, but let's talk about this for a minute, okay? (laughs) Acknowledge teammates for more than just top in sales, top in recruits, but show them that you see them and you recognize their hard work, their unique giftings, and how they contribute to the team in other ways. 
make them feel special for who they are, for who God created them to be. And guess what? They'll want to do more. They'll want to participate more. They'll want to engage more. They'll want to be more of a part of your team community. And when you have all of these different parts on your team working together, your team is better for it. Your team is stronger for it. You know, just like in the Bible where we have many different people working together, doing many different things. Your whole body, your body is an example. Your body has many different body parts, your eyes, your ears, your nose, your hands, your arms, your feet. They all have a different purpose. And when everything on your body is working together, you have an optimized body. When you have people on your team all contributing their unique giftings and talents, and you don't make it so that only the people who are top in your team get to be a part of that experience, then you have a stronger, more optimized team that becomes a family, a community, a sisterhood, and a joyful place to be. For example, celebrate them for attending a team training. These are just examples. I mean, you could go on and on, but I want to get your wheels turning. Celebrate them for being helpful in answering another teammate's question. Celebrate them for celebrating another teammate. Celebrate them for being supportive or encouraging. Celebrate them for making progress and learning a new skill. Celebrate them for sharing their expertise with the team. Celebrate them for being consistent in their business. Celebrate them for their month-to-month overall business growth. What gets celebrated gets replicated. So if you want growth, if you want engagement, if you want participation, if you want a team that's motivated to grow, then you need to celebrate what you want to see replicated. What gets celebrated gets replicated. So first of all, you wanna do it because it's just the the right thing to do. It's just the loving thing to do. It's the servant-hearted thing to do. But on the flip side, if you think about what are the, the behaviors that you wanna see replicated on your team? What are the types of things that you know you need to see your team doing as a community in order to grow together? Think about those things and then begin to celebrate the people who are doing those things. And other people on the team will begin to see this and they will be like, hey, I wanna do that too. And you'll see that a bunch of people on your team, just by simply being a good teammate and sharing their expertise, sharing what makes them special, their unique gifts with your whole team, you'll see other people rising up on your team and doing the same thing. And man, that gets exciting when you see that happening. And sometimes you have to reach out and ask people to do this, to get the ball rolling. I had to do this. And again, this takes you taking some time getting to know some of the people on your team. So the earlier you start this when your team is smaller, the better it is because then you can start off with a team culture who then begins to do the same things with their team so that you're not constantly reaching out to everybody in your lineage, but then you teach this, you model this for the other people on your team and they begin to do it with those people that they bring in as well. And then you just have every everybody working together. But sometimes you have to reach out in the beginning and you have to ask people, acknowledge where they're at, get to know what their strengths are, and then ask them in a certain simple way, in a way that they can contribute. So you shouldn't be the only one posting in your group. 
And it shouldn't only be posts that are <laughs> business posts. You should be modeling that everyone is welcome to post in the group, okay? Obviously, you wanna make sure that you're kind of moderating that and you can have a few other moderators in the group to make sure that posts don't go crazy. We don't want to have, you know, posts where everybody's complaining or venting. But I have to tell you that if you're focused on this servant-hearted leadership, you're really not gonna have a problem with that on your team community. I mean, I very rarely had to deal with that in my team. And, and when it did happen, usually the person who made the comment caught themselves before I even had to reach out to them and apologize for it. So I'm just saying that leading from the front is more than just leading from the front with sales and recruits. You have to lead from the front when it comes to the types of behaviors and the types of things that you want to see replicated on your team. Now remember, in celebrating your team, remember this, what you do for one, be prepared to do for all. Gifts don't have to be extravagant. Consider the whole lineage to be your team and I know this is hard for some people to wrap their head around because I remember when I finally switched and just welcomed everybody onto my team page because I had uh, quite a few leaders and they also had their own team communities and that was great. But everyone knew that our lineage page was where the action was, was where the big community was. And I totally encouraged my leaders to have their own pages because I wanted them to develop their own tight-knit, uh, more intimate community with their team as well. And I did, you know, make a little bit more of an emphasis on creating that type of community and reaching out with people who were on my direct team but you bet your bippy that I did not ignore my lineage. <laughs> I made sure that I did my very best uh, to reach out to people in my lineage, starting with those who were most engaged in the group and then moving my way down. But you want to consider your whole lineage to be your team, even if they are under a different leader that is under you. Because one day that leader's team may roll up to become your team and because a lineage, a lineage often erodes from the bottom up. So first of all, if anything ever happens and, and someone steps down from leadership and their team rolls up to you, you don't want their team to be a team of strangers. How are you gonna connect with them? How are they gonna connect with you? When that happens, if you haven't made a connection with that leader's team, and again, it doesn't have to be a huge deep connection, but they should know who you are, what you're like, what your leadership style is, etc. And they should know that you know who they are. <laughs> Even if you might not be besties, they should know that you know who they are. Then whenever a leader leaves, their team leaves with them. If that happens and you haven't made their team a part of what you consider to be your team, your whole lineage, when that leader who's under you leaves, their team leaves with them. And then <laughs> before you know it, you have you know, this whole group of people you'd have rolled up, but they eventually start to fall off. And that is because they haven't made a connection with you because people follow people. They don't follow a company. So if you want to keep your team when that roll up happens, then you need to make sure that you've made that connection with them. So the easiest way to do this is to have a team lineage page and allow everyone to participate in everything that you offer, whether it be training, incentives, gatherings, etc. You can't have a healthy team if you have neglected your lineage and only focus on your direct recruits. Now, when you're thinking about team gifts, think about gifts that celebrate the whole team. For example, choosing a charity together and as a team gift 
gift, you can donate to that charity every year based on the size of your team or a percentage of annual lineage sales. You could have a secret Santa type gifting program so no one feels left out and it's not so overwhelming for you as your lineage grows. Create a personalized I see you video and send it to each teammate in your lineage. You can record one short video each day or on their birthday and you can either save that to a folder for later on during like the holiday season or you can send it out right away if it's a birthday video. Spend time each week connecting with some teammates just to get to know them better. Don't only reach out to them for business purposes only. Remember, they want to feel valued as a person and not just a number or someone who contributes to your paycheck. You can easily work these reach outs into your daily method of operations or daily method of connections as I like to call it. And this is one of the connections on my DMC checklist that I train on inside my Purposeful Productivity Pathways course. Some simple ways to do this is to comment on their posts. Learn about their families. If they have a new baby, celebrate them. If they just got married, celebrate them. If they lost a loved one, pray for them. You know, just be a good person. Just be a good friend. Learn about their family. Ask them about their hopes and dreams. Discover what they like to do for fun. And the next thing uh, I'm going to call be better together for real. <laughs> for realsies. <laughs> Don't just say you want to be better together, actually be better together. <laughs> Delegate whatever tasks you can to those who are engaged and spotlight those areas where they can bloom and excel. And don't just do this with the leaders on your team. When you see someone who excels in a certain area and you feel like they're ready, reach out to them and ask them, hey, I, I think you're really good at this. I think this is a gift of yours. And would you consider doing such and such to contribute to our team? Encourage your team to post. We had a Woohoo Wednesday and oh my, oh my goodness, my team would tell me that they looked forward to Woohoo Wednesday every single Wednesday. Our team page would blow up with Woohoo's and I would Woohoo people and then my leaders would Woohoo people and then anybody on the team could Woohoo people. So we'd be Woohooing all over the place. <laughs> and again, it wasn't just, of course we Woohooed for, for the big things, but we also Woohooed for other things too, which I talked about earlier and it was just it was just amazing I used to have to warn um, people when they came onto the team and I'd be like okay get ready for woohoo Wednesday but I'm telling you that was one of the things that people look forward to I can't tell you how many times I had a teammate a leader or not tell me how much they look forward to woohoo Wednesday every single week so encourage your whole team to participate in posts a great way to start is to have something like a woohoo Wednesday and tell them hey you can woohoo anybody on the team that you want to for whatever positive thing that they did or positive way that they impacted you or just make them feel known and seen. And I'm telling you, nothing is better <laughs> than having someone else on the team that you might not even know that well shout you out for something that you did. You didn't do it so that you'd be shouted out, but you did it because 
it was it was just something that you wanted to do to be able to give back and boy that sets a fire in your team and gets more people wanting to do the same so encourage your team to post and celebrate share their wins share their tips and more and when you train share the training amongst your leaders and your rising leaders because they're going to have strengths in certain areas that you don't have a strength in so leverage them leverage them don't be like hey i'm i'm going to train and you got to do that too i mean that's really important but don't feel like you should train on all the things because you're not going to be an expert in all the things but there's probably someone else on your team who might be at least maybe not an expert but is learning and really cells in that area. So share the training on your lineage page amongst your leaders and your aspiring leaders. It's a great way for your aspiring leaders, especially to kind of dip their toe into what it would feel like to be a leader on the team and have a little bit more responsibility, but to also see that responsibilities as a leader are shared, are shared, and it makes it a lot less scary to be a leader or to want to be a leader when you see that you're not having to do all the things all the time, but that those leadership responsibilities are shared amongst your team. And lastly, I wanna talk about creating a safe space. Encourage and pray for one another. So have a post maybe every week where you ask for prayer requests, and if they don't wanna type in what their prayer request is, they could either reach out to you personally or they can just say it's an unspoken prayer request and encourage your team to pray for those people. Show them that you actually care. (laughs) Don't just say it, show them. Be invested in their lives outside of the business and allow them to post about those things in your team page. Foster a community where no one feels left out, shamed, or less than. I was never a popular person (laughs) in school, maybe because I'm an introvert or I grew up in a difficult, you know, family life, but I was never the popular person. I'm not extroverted, so I'm not that person with the big personality. I mean, I can definitely have the personality when I'm passionate about something, but I've never been the popular person. And there have been many times in my life where I have felt kind of invisible. Have you ever felt that way, invisible? And there were many times in my business, as I was growing my business, where I felt invisible until I was pulling in the big numbers, until I was you know, bringing in the big recruits, until those big things started happening and then people started taking notice. But even though beforehand I was still contributing, I was, you know, hey, I'm learning this and I'm having results, but nobody paid attention to me (laughs) until I started pulling in those big numbers. And at, at the time, it made me feel kind of isolated and ignored. But then I realized later on that, you know, it wasn't personal because I developed relationships with a lot of my leaders, other leaders that were upline sisters or sideline sisters, really good, meaningful relationships. So I knew that it wasn't personal, but it made me as a leader, it made me even more determined <laughs> to make sure that I didn't do that as a leader with my team and with my lineage. So don't make it like a click, okay? (laughs) You want it to be a community. A click is not a community. And you don't want making people feel seen on your team 
tied to numbers, to be tied to how they're padding your paycheck. You don't want people to feel that way. So I've given you a lot of tips here to help create that type of safe space within your community. But you just want to think, how would I want to feel? And how would I want to feel known and seen? And how would I feel that I belong to a community? And then consider ways that you can duplicate that and implement that within your own team community. Okay, your action step homework for today is to take note of one of these team retention strategies that you can begin to implement to foster a healthy and fun team culture right away. Then head over to my free Abundant Mom Life for Network Marketers Facebook community and post your implementation plan for encouragement, support, and advice if you need that too. And if you're ready to get unstuck, master your work at home mom productivity and time management by creating a flexible and adaptable work schedule that fits into your crazy busy mom life along with a roadmap to help you learn how to craft and break down purposeful goals that will help you succeed plus training on which income producing activities are the best investment of your time and how to make the most of your power hour business work time then check out my Purposeful Productivity Pathways course over at AbundantMomLife.com productivity. You cannot succeed in business and life and live abundantly until you learn how to master your time management and productivity. And the good news is you don't have to sacrifice family time or self-care to grow the successful and sustainable business you desire and deserve. I know because I have used these strategies to help me grow to the top 1% of network marketers while working two to three hours a day. I got you, mama. Let's grow at Abundant Mama life.com forward slash productivity. And before you go, let me leave you with an abundance prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for your example of servant-hearted leadership. Thank you for showing us how to be a leader who loves, meets you where you're at, and inspires you to rise up and walk in purpose. Help us to be more like you as we lead our teams and inspire others to do the same. Not because it's what's expected, but because it's how you want us to lead. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening to Mommy's Show. Hey, Mama. If you found value in today's show, I'd be truly grateful if you take a few moments to hit that follow or subscribe button and leave an Apple Podcast review. You can even share this podcast with your team because when we work together, we can empower mamas to claim the abundant life they desire and deserve. Come join our Facebook community at Abundant Mom Life for Network Marketers. Can't wait to get to know you.